everybody. Welcome to the Voits, uh, the Voits IRL podcast. Uh, missions in Ireland in real life. I'm going to keep explaining that joke every time we do this. IRL, it means Ireland and in real life. I think we all got it. Sarah's nodding dismissively. Still, I'm not a massive fan of the name. There's going to be a lot of nodding on this podcast. <laughs> For you listening at home. A lot of eyebrows raised is what it's going to be. <laughs> Alrighty, well, um, we're going to talk. Uh, we usually uh, do an update every week by email, and um, we decided that for the month of March, we were just going to try it out by audio version in addition to the email. So you may have found a link to this podcast in our email, um, and you... <laughs> <laughs> The gesturing. It's really <laughs> you may have found a link to this in the email, uh, or you may have come across it some other way, but um, we're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy it, and um, we'll, we'll probably never make one of these again after March is over. <laughs> Depending on how it goes, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't so. know. You've been trying to convince me for a while. I have, I because I like podcasts, and I, I know a lot of people who like podcasts. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think there's a million podcasts, though, and there a million a other people that people would yeah. probably rather you could listen be, to. You could be listening to This American Life, and you're not. You're listening to us. Seriously. That's poor judgment. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so for this week, uh, we're going to talk about living in Ireland, um, and specifically how we like living in Ireland. That's one of the first things that people say to us uh, when they find out that we're Americans, that we've lived in Wicklow for six years, they say. How are you finding Ireland? How do you like living in Ireland? How do you like living in Wicklow? And um, I, how do you answer that question when people ask you that? I think it's a funny question because people are <laughs> always assuming that it's difficult to live in Ireland or, diffi- or difficult to live in Wicklow. And I think that we've maybe we've just adjusted to living mm-hmm. here for so long that... This is what seems typical, normal. This is this is what mm. our regular life looks like. And so to the extent that it's harder, I think, when we are back in America. I mean, to be fair, when we're back in America, we don't have one place that we're yeah, it's really... living. We don't have, yeah. like, one home. We're not there for so long that we're kind of living in the same way that we live here, but... It's always like we're traveling. When we're not... Yeah. When we're not in this house, we're traveling, and this is our home. That's what a home is. <laughs> I just described a home for <laughs> listeners. So. Home is a new segment. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but it is our home, and I think a lot of people just... A lot of people will describe us going back to the states is going home and we uh we don't we don't really feel that way because our home is right here and i know that other missionaries express this same feeling of going on home assignment but feeling very much like you're away from home for a month two months whatever it is that time um but yeah i think there's also added to that there's a sentiment uh, among irish people that i think they would 
get out if they could. Uh, and maybe that's not true, but it's the way that they like to talk about being in Ireland. Like, if you could live anywhere else, you would. I and, don't know. I mean, I think the people who would rather live someplace else have for some extent of time. Well, that's true. Like, most people that's spend true. some amount of time of their adult life living someplace else they've yeah. traveled they've lived in london they've lived in australia, australia or new zealand yeah. or spain or you know states. loads of the states even yeah. people have been in different places and for one reason or another they've chosen to come back to ireland oh that's true so yeah. i don't think they would prefer to be anywhere else um i mean they might wish that living in ireland included some other things like Sun. More sunshine. <laughs> we are currently and sitting warm. in the sun. Um, Just want to point that out. But I think family has the biggest tie for people. I think the reason they come back is because this is it's where true. their family is. And so I think sometimes I think people have a very hard time understanding why we would live in a place where our family isn't. Yeah. You know, they, you know, like how hard it must be to live in a place that isn't really close to your family. Well, and w what are the upsides? Because I think people can picture living in a different place away from their family because it's a really nice place to live. But people have a hard time imagining why we would leave our family and friends behind to come to live in a different place, and that also be Wicklow. Um, now, I'm not saying that, that people genuinely feel that way, but that is the way people talk about coming here and the the question i don't know if you get this a lot the question that i always get the next question after that well is your wife irish like yeah oh um that would make sense it would make sense then because then it, yeah because then it all makes sense that like she wants to be closer to her parents or whatever it is she wants to raise her kids in ireland but then i say no she's also american and then sometimes that's just the end of the conversation like I have nothing to talk to you about anymore. I don't understand why a person would do that. But. Well, it is very difficult. But even, like, in our own family, like, Abigail understands herself to be American. Yeah. And Simon considers himself to be Irish. And and so, like, we have Abigail who's saying, like, why don't we live in Ireland or in America? Like, I'm American. And Simon, who I think if we lived in America, would be like, this is not my country. This is not where I'm from. Why is it so hot and so Sunny. cold? Why, why the sun hurts my eyes. He wore sunglasses today to school. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, but I think living here for six years definitely has changed i think for me about what i value in a place mm. like even just if we're just talking about the place where we live the town Thing, yeah like the town the mm. what's around it like mm. what we see on a regular basis yeah um yeah as a as a beginning point and the, and the way we choose to live spend our days i mean i think those things have really impacted us and, and changed us in terms of what we see as being mm. valuable, like what adds to our lives, and ultimately, like what are the ways that we want to spend our days yeah. here or anywhere. Um, when we're back in this 
in America, I'm always thinking about like how does this compare to Wicklow and feeling like living in Wicklow has really spoiled me um, in a lot of ways, mm. even just for the really basic things like the views around us and um, being able to see the sea and being able to drive into at least our version of mountains yeah, and forest and seeing these huge green fields around us and being able to spend so much time walking like that is a massive gift I think to my life that has added to it and has changed um, me and shown me that like this is really important for me to be happy sounds like a really <laughs> Yeah, well, not even, I mean, that, but just that, that walking, spending time walking places um, adds to my um, mental well-being. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we've, we've stayed for periods of time in places where we spend as much time driving to places to get anywhere as we would spend in Wicklow walking to places. Yeah, and, and it's, it's different. It feels different. Even even on a rainy day, I think it's more enjoyable to be in a place where where most of the time, if we have to just go into town for something, we're going to walk down there. It's a 10-minute walk at the most, 20 if we have the kids. But, <clears throat> yeah, and the school, like we walked the kids to school this morning. Uh, one of us might walk up to get them in a few minutes. Um, it's just all very walkable and a lot of people walk especially on a day like today it is a, it is a nice day and um we have a reputation for being a, a wet rainy place but actually um it most days we can walk our kids to school and back like it's not that wet and there's only a few months out of the year but in total but i mean it's february well i think winter. kind of being able to walk places and choosing to walk places requires then that you slow down, that you pay attention better, that um, you have some kind of margin space in your days. Like all of these aspects of like this thing about walking someplace, I think kind of bleeds into important aspects that we hmm. see in our, in our daily like lives. Like having time for margin mm. and paying attention and choosing to maybe sometimes take the slower path, you mm. know, like that yeah. we, we could drive most yeah. of the time anywhere. And that's not to say we don't drive. We do. Um, but that sometimes with intentionality, we say, no, you know what? Let's, let's walk. Mm. Let's go slower. Let's. Yeah. The kids went to get in the car this morning and I said, look, it's a nice day. We have plenty of time. We're just going to walk. But actually, by the time we got to the end of the street, they were, they were enjoying it. We had a nice walk. I really It's Monday. I um, have Wicko Riders Monday nights, and that's one of those things that I could easily drive. Like, no one's using the car on a Monday night at 7.30. I could just drive down there and drive home. But I actually really enjoy spending the 15 minutes it takes to get there, kind of getting into a creative mindset of writer's night. And... Um, then the reverse of 15 minutes home 
thinking about what are things I need to do before today's over, what's the next thing, and uh, I think if I if I drove, maybe I could think about that in the car, but I probably wouldn't. Well, uh, I was just listening to another podcast, um, Tish Oxenrider's podcast, Simple, and she was talking about how that the creative life necessitates some of that being outside in nature and the slowness of it and the quiet and that hearing the sounds of nature, whatever those would be, Hmm. um, actually contributes to our ability to be creative people. Hmm. So, I mean, I think there is something necessary and powerful, no matter where you live, about hearing the world around you paying attention to it, choosing to go slower sometimes. Um, But I think living here in Ireland and being in a village, which makes it easy to walk places, has kind of opened us up to be able to realize how it is really beneficial to do that. Mm. And like, what are the added aspects that that brings to our lives to walk places? So other than um, allowing ourselves to have a slower pace and more margins, more walking, uh, more outside time, uh, what are some of the things that we have found in Ireland uh, that we like, that we don't like? um, I mean, the beauty of it. Yeah, it is an amazing place. Is, um, I think, good for your soul. Mm. I think we... um, we're going to talk about food in a minute, but um, I think we eat more seasonally here because when... What are you talking about? We live, like, basically most of the year in one season. Uh, yeah, a bit. <laughs> but when those strawberries are... When those strawberries that come from Wexford are ripe, um, we have strawberries, and it is great. And then sure. we do the same thing throughout the summer when every... like. Black currants or rhubarb. I mean, sure, we kind of. Have, I haven't had rhubarb. I think we have two seasons. We have like <laughs> summer. Yeah. And we have like the spring winter, it's like the sprinter. root vegetable season, yeah. <laughs> which are also available in the summer. Yeah, I don't know. I just there's things like watermelon that we almost never get because it's just not in corn. Yeah, we um, never get corn. But no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we eat. I think food. Um, people eat well here. In terms of quality of food, I think. And I i mean, people are able to afford fruits and vegetables. Well, let's, like, um, let's just move on then. If we're going to be talking about that, uh, we asked for our email readers to send us some questions. And um, our friend Dana emailed and said, <clears throat> I'd love to hear more about your interest in cooking. I'd also love to hear more about traditional Irish fare and potential recipes. So that's our question this week we're going to address. And uh, if you have a question you'd like us to address in the future, shoot those our way. Uh, so we both do really like to cook. We cook, I'd say, different styles, different things. Um, and uh, we do see it very much as part of our ministry as well. Um, we cook for people a lot. We do with cook people. people a lot. Um, how did that come about? Uh, what do you think? Um, how did my interest in cooking come about? 
I don't know. How did we come to be people who like to cook? Cause, uh, I mean, I think we both come from families of people who cooked good food. Yeah. I mean, I think that was important to both of our families to make good food. Um, I mean, the, the particular things, I guess, that I am most interested in cooking, um, I don't know. I mean, so in some aspects correspond to just seasonal living like i i want to cook things that are coming around seasonally like wild garlic ramps are yeah. about to come are starting to grow and so like, i i find it really exciting to be able to especially if you can go outside and just pick something that is growing in the forest and then use that in cooking like i think the connective aspect of it about being connected to the earth and being connected to traditions of people who've come before us. Like, I just find that really fascinating. Mm. Pretty much anything like natural, I just enjoy cooking. Like I've gotten into sourdough bread lately and the reason I make it is because it's good for you. And I find it absolutely fascinating that you can make bread from using natural yeast. Like, um, I think when, we saw that episode on Cooked, Michael mm. Pollan's show on Netflix, um, the episode on air. air. And ha when he was talking to uh, a baker, I can't remember where That's now. True. Yeah. I just found that absolutely amazing. Just the way that so much of of nature um and the good aspects of that can be used in the food that we eat and yeah i <clears throat> i just think it's really amazing to be able to use that in the food that we eat hmm. um, yeah and to I try do... to convince our kids that <laughs> it's good food i do really like uh cooking with the things that we have especially things like uh, parsnips and Carrots that are really good here. Um, I think my approach to food tends to be more like um, making things that I want to have that I can't get here. Like make a lot of Mexican food. Mm. And um, yeah, uh, like uh, what did we make? Some sort of curry yesterday that was really good. Um, to be fair, that so, recipe was from a couple of Irish guys. Uh, in fairness, it was from the Maggie <laughs> Pear, that's true. Um, but still, that's not even in Wicklow. Like, you can't get anything like that in Wicklow. I don't know. We just don't go to restaurants that much. But um, it, well, it's and I mean, some of the way that we cook, do. the reason we cook the way we cook is because money. Like, yeah. trying to save money, trying to eat affordably. Um, yeah, well, uh, the, both of those things, the kinds of curries and things and stir fries are fairly cheap if you... Uh, if you can get good veggies for cheap and Mexican food too, a lot of, you know, it's two euros for a bag of beans and beans we can make and a veggies. massive pot of refried beans and, uh, you know, spend a euro on the ingredients for a bunch of tortillas. To be fair, a lot of that isn't a traditional Irish fare. Irish? Should, no. Yeah, they wanted to hear about some more yeah. Irish food. What's something Irish that we make? Um, white food. Simon really loves Irish food. 
white food <laughs> white potatoes and white fish white pudding and mm. um do you like white pudding yeah i mean simon loves a good bland plate of food yeah give him some white potatoes and some white fish and some cabbage we get a lot of it's meals that fat. have the irish flag going on you got some like carrots and peas and something white I mean, pork like or <laughs> i think one of the most fish. traditional irish meals that happens every week is the roast dinner. Just a roast dinner. I mean, yeah. most families on Sundays are going to have a roast dinner. Mash, and it, roast like potato. Like roast chicken, roast I would something. say, mostly. Yeah. Sometimes roast pork, maybe, or something. Pork roast. Um, and then they're, they're going to have mashed potatoes and... Um, a couple of other veg. And maybe and, and maybe potatoes another way. It could be boiled potatoes, or they might have roasted, uh, roast potatoes. yeah. And mashed potatoes and gravy and carrots and and what, what whatever other kind of veg. Peas. Yeah. I mean. Brussels sprouts sometimes. Yeah, when those are in season. It's um, more of a Christmas thing. But yeah, I think <laughs> the roast dinner those. is a really common. Um, I do love, now Irish, um, brown bread. Ooh. It's yeah, one of my favorites. One. The soda bread. Um, that's a great... I like to make brown bread. Dense kind of bread, mm. seeds. Yeah, and well, and I mentioned the second ago white pudding. White pudding is actually really good, too. Mm. White pudding is a kind of a sausage. Now, we don't really make it. Obviously, we just get white pudding from the grocery store. But uh, it's got sort of oats and grains in it. Um, soups. Good. I think soups are really, like, regular. When people, th- I think, think about Irish food, they think maybe about more feast kinds of foods but mm, bacon and cabbage but in terms of just like regular life irish yeah. foods well, soup. Soups. soup and brown bread a lot of soups and brown breads people eat a mm. lot of soup and the soups are almost always blended people um, also eat a lot of like pasta or like yeah curries <laughs> now people do make curries they wouldn't be maybe what you might think of as a curry but have a little bit of curry powder in it mm. Um, spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> That's a nice Irish meal. <laughs> I mean, fish. Like we do, like um, cod. Yeah, we get make, a lot of fish. Make cod every now and then, or haddock, hake, hake. That's a fish. That's what I say. Abigail likes shrimp. Uh, mm-hmm. not necessarily Irish. <laughs> no, but um. Yeah, fish cakes is a good Irish, uh, that's a good Irish recipe you could do, yeah. fish cakes. Bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Irish sausages are really good. Irish and, sausages. Mm. Um, when we were, when I was away last week, a lot of, I was with a lot of Irish people who really missed some sausages. Just some good <laughs> Irish sausages. After they were homesick for yeah. And they were in Austria. Not like there's a shortage of sausages there. And we had we did we had sausage almost every day, but none of it was like an Irish sausage. And really, yeah. you can't get Irish sausage. I said that to somebody. Can't really get Irish sausage outside of Ireland. They said, "Well, in England," but I don't know. I've never really eaten the sausages in England to see if they're the same. But they are unique, anyway. Um, yeah, Irish sausages. That's not really helpful to people who don't live in Ireland wanting to make Irish food. <laughs> us telling yeah, them gosh, well there's some we stuff you can't tell get <laughs> people to make irish food what would we say i mean a brown bread like yeah anybody who's interested in a brown a bread nice recipe brown bread. 
Spider-Man. Maybe we'll put that in Holy the... Holy Flower. Um, <laughs> we got show notes? Put it in the newsletter this week. Oh, we'll put it in the newsletter, yeah. I yeah. was going to say, uh, podcasts are all the time putting stuff in the show notes, but I honestly barely know how to record this. I don't think we're going to have show notes. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe the newsletter this week. Newsletter. Look for that brown bread recipe. Mm. What yeah. else would be a traditional Irish food that people could make? Flapjacks. Love a good flapjack. I don't know how Irish mm. that is, but it, I think they're pretty people Irish. People like it here. Not a pancake. Mm, yeah, no. Um, mm. has like oats. Oh, and... flapjack. You're right. I thought I thought you were talking about pancakes for a second. No, I'm talking about flapjacks. I'm talking about flapjacks being not pancakes. They're not pancakes. They're, they're like a granola bar. Yeah, kind of a sweet buttery caramely, granola bar. delicious. Granola yeah, bar. it's like a caramel granola bar. That's a good way to say it. <laughs> They're That's, very nice. I'm going to make some of those. Um, uh, yeah. What other Irish food could people make? Those are, so are we covered the, the brown thing. Hmm. Um, I mean, the thing is, I think that the food that is grown hmm. here tastes different here like yeah, carrots that's true parsnips, well, like all those like root vegetables irish taste lamb tastes completely different. different from lamb in america what we what we also find i think is that the famine was such a landmark uh event in irish history that a lot of irish food comes out of famine times like this is a this is a thing that they made because they didn't have anything else and we were all poor we had no food. What are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like that's what... Like, I mean, what what meal are you thinking of that um, is what people say that for? Uh, Boxty. It's kind of the... And, or coddle. Colcannon. People could make colcannon. That would be an easy thing to make. It's like a mashed potato with... Basically with like shredded cabbage in it, right? Garlic. Does it have bacon in it too? Garlic. Don't mess around with any Garlic. Maybe you can. You can, yeah. Um, I don't know. Cole Cannon. Google it. That's what we would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think if you want to make Irish food, some brown bread, some Cole Cannon. Can you get something like bacon rashers in America? Uh, I don't know. I got something called Irish bacon one time in Kansas City at a butcher shop. Mm. And it was delicious, but... Um, yeah, bacon here Bath is just bacon. a different thing than bacon in America. And they have American-style bacon, which they call American-style bacon. But that's not bacon here. It's not rashers, which is, I guess, a different thing than bacon. But, uh, yeah, potatoes, bacon. Uh, it's what, not. What kind of soup do we tell people to make? Oh, carrot and coriander. Yeah, some sort of carrot soup, I'd say. It's a pretty standard. Mm. Yeah. Or leek. Anything with leeks Ooh, in yeah, it. Oh, yeah, leeks. Leek and potato. Leek soup. Yeah. That is good. Well, that's food. Okay. Food done. Question answered. Recipes forthcoming. There you go. We're going to talk about anything else? We're just about, we're just about wrapping it up here. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Were you showing me your watch, or were you saying, let's get out of here? I was um, saying, it's time to go collect slime from school. One of us has to do that. Yeah. Well, folks, it's been a podcast. You asked for it. Like, you literally asked for it, so. I am literally shrugging my shoulders <laughs> and saying, like, I don't know. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Um, hey, well, anyway, thanks for clicking the link, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. That's all we got. 
Have music, a good week. Music's playing, and we're out of here. <laughs>